Singapore Air, if you fly them, get their Singapore Sling. It was better than the Singapore Sling that I had at the Raffles Hotel, which is where the original Singapore Sling came from and cost me like 28 US dollars. Get the free one on Singapore Air. It was awesome. Hot travel hack for the day. Bonus the Singapore tip. Sling. Get two if you're traveling with your kid. You'll need it. <laughs> Jay, start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered behind the scenes, no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. My name is Trav, and I do not have a green foam finger, and that's why I'm not wearing one. I'm Jason. I do have a green foam finger. It's in the other room. But I have one. And uh, this is the Location Indie Podcast, if you weren't aware. So welcome to the show. Um, if you're new, welcome. You know, I know there's a lot of people that listen on a regular basis. If you're new, we're just talking about freedom, location independence, travel, being able to work from anywhere, and all of the truths, the nitty-gritty truths around that. And today, I think we're talking about a, a pretty new topic, sort of definitely a new topic for Travis a newish topic for me, and that is location-independent travel with a baby. Yes, this is a brand new topic to me. I have now taken one official, well, I guess one official trip on a plane. You know, like we've done some road trips here and there, and that's a whole nother ballgame, but I have now taken and safely come home from unscathed well relatively unscathed psychologically scarred but psychologically scarred <laughs> physically all three members of the family are still here um where heather myself and wit our little guy who's now three months old went on a trip to florida so we 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 broke him in a little bit we hopped on a plane two and a half hours nonstop down to florida and then two and a half hours back not not just two and a half hours down, two and a half hours back. We actually stayed in Florida for a week. But Jay, we did a kind of a a funny thing where this is going to be Witt's first trip. And we decided that to kind of just throw ourselves right into the fire, we traveled with another couple, one of my best friends um, since I was a little kid, John. You might hear me call him Odor. So if I say Odor, you know who I'm talking about. Odor and Kate. You've got hilarious nicknames. That's right. Buddies, and it's not because he smells bad. Cake, yeah. It's way. not because he smells bad. It's because his last name is Odessa. So it just turned to Odor when we were probably like, I don't know, 10 years old. So Odor and Kate, and they have two kids. They have John Jr., who is three, and they have a daughter, Charlotte, who is seven months. So not only were we traveling with our one child, who is three months, and Honestly, after traveling with their kids, three-month-old, much easier to travel with than a seven-month-old or a three-year-old. But we were also traveling with their kids, and they their kids had never been on an airplane either. Um, so, By the way, wait, it, Trav, before you go on, hold on. I want to just let everybody know, if you don't have kids, you should still stick around because there's a hilarious story you need to hear that I haven't heard the full version of that happened to Travis on this trip, which I think yeah, is yeah. so funny. And also... <laughs> You never know when, you know, the whole thing about the location-independent lifestyle that we preach is that it grows with you, right? Like you have, you're setting yourself up for the freedom 
to do whatever you want. At some point in your life, it might be being like a total nomad. Some point it might be basing yourself in different cities for certain times of the year or whatever. And at some point it might be having a family and being able to spend more time with your kids at home and then take them around the world when they get to a certain age or or even when they're babies or whatever. So... I hope you'll stay tuned. Sorry to interrupt, yeah, Trav. I it, just wanted to get it, that Well, out it's there. not just like a tips and tricks podcast, because I feel like I don't have many of those. See, I've only done it once and not really that successfully. Um, it's more of like, hey, listen to what it's like to travel with a kid. So when you are doing it, or if you have done it, you can commiserate. And if you haven't done it yet, you can be a little prepared. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, four or three kids, uh, four adults, which, you know, okay, not, not, not that hard. The issue was... Well, the and first one of those issue, adults, Travis. So you could say there was like right. three kids and, and a half. And another, kind of. yeah, and another. My friend John, who I've known since like we were six, so you can imagine his maturity level. Another as well. ha- another half kid, another half kid. Yeah. So we're yeah, like two real adults, two half kids, and then three kids. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so we're traveling. And first off, biggest difference by far. Well, no, no. <laughs> one of the biggest differences. And I'll, I'll get to the other one too. Is that a? I have so much stuff, <laughs> so I'm carrying a car seat that is in a huge backpack. Because then it's like wearing a a fifty pound suitcase on your back. It's not that heavy, but it's it's huge. I have a huge car seat on my back. I then have Heather and I's clothes, which again we pack pretty light, so not that big. And then we have a stroller. And we also have a bassinet. So we have a stroller bag that probably weighs 50 pounds because we don't have one of those like little umbrella strollers, they call them, Jay. We have like our full size stroller, this similar one that you have. That's like heavy duty. This thing can go off road. And um, so getting through the airport and getting the rental car, which involved two different shuttles when we landed in Florida, was... Unlike any situation I've been in in the last 10 years of my traveling, because we usually travel light, and here we were the people that it literally took us five minutes to get on the shuttle, and everyone's behind us, and they're not mad because you have kids, but you're like trying to put the stroller down and get the kid out and hold him, and you got three other bags. Dude, absolute mayhem. Let's be honest, Travis. Minimalist travelers, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks having all this stuff. And I mean, last time... We took Ellie on a train ride, and a, I'm sorry, it was a bus ride up to where my wife's from, up, you know, about four hours north of here in rural Norway, about four and a half, five hours by bus. I had so much stuff like walking out of the door. All I had to do was walk to the subway, which is, I don't know, a five minute walk or something. I like, oh man, it was such a struggle. Like, thankfully, my neighbor came along, and, and it was like, he was like the. I don't know, the angel that appeared out of nowhere or whatever. And he's like, do you, do you need help carrying this stuff? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, I'm usually like, no, no. At first I was like, no. And I was like, he's like, are you sure? I'm like, actually, yeah, yeah, I do. And like, if it were not for him, I don't know if I would. I think probably I'd still be walking to the subway because Dude, it, it, it's, it's insane. It's my insane. buddy, John, my buddy, John was trying to get this stroller in. They have a double stroller because they have two kids. She's like trying to fold it up, you know, watch your kids get in this shuttle that everyone else is cramming into. And this one lady <laughs> goes, do you want me to hold your kid? Now, okay, I have not been a parent very long. I, you know, normally I'd be like, all right, you have to be careful. But he was like, tr- like, he was so stressed out. And she was right there and she was really nice. And she was in the shuttle already. So it wasn't like she was going to run away. But he was like, he just looked at her. He's like, 
yeah, sure. And just like handed his kid over <laughs> and then like put his shot on. And his wife was like, you handed our daughter over. He's like, listen, she was sitting right there. I think it's the right I move. Could, I think it's yeah, the right move. There was no way he was going to get this stroll. You can't take this stroller apart with one hand, with one arm. Yeah. Dude, absolute mayhem. So, I mean, that issue number one and hard, <laughs> probably one of the hardest things is just the amount of stuff, you know? And granted, since then, we've talked about like, oh, we probably wouldn't bring a bassinet. Oh, maybe we'll buy a different stroller. It's a travel stroller, whatever. But you still need a lot of stuff when you have kids when you're traveling. Jay, the other thing just comes down to the fact that it was probably day four. And I felt like like me and John have had ex- like crazy experiences all our lives. Like we just buddy around, pal around, even if we're not doing anything like that cool it's always a fun time right you know just that type of situation like you can walk into a walmart and have fun because you're just like goofing off and laughing and stuff it was like day four and i was like i feel like i haven't really spent time with him at all (laughs) we're we're staying in the same airbnb i feel like i haven't spent any time with him definitely haven't spent much time with his wife kate really haven't hung out with his kids much barely spent time with my kid and have a heather and i even had a conversation i'm like what is happening like i feel like it's just like life happens and you it just you're like what even went down today you know <laughs> because it's literally just trying to get through feedings and and get them you know it takes so much effort to get them down to the pool that then you're at the pool for an hour and it takes anyway. i'm sure you're really selling the kid thing to these people that there are travelers that don't have kids yet in this podcast they're like oh man <laughs> it but here's the crazy part. Like, I'm driving a minivan, and getting the kids in the minivan is always takes like 15 minutes, and then uh, one will scream, and then the other will scream. So, you know, it's all that crazy, crazy stuff. But it all was worth it when I got to, like, put this little crazy swimsuit on Wit and have his little swim hat, and then, like, take him in a pool for the first time and swim around with him. And I remember thinking, like, I haven't really done much on this vacation that I would have done previously. Now, granted, we're in Florida. Like, we weren't, you know, independent traveling through some crazy destination like usual. But I was like, this is good enough for me. Like, this is still awesome, even if we haven't done anything that we would normally do, like anything crazy. So, um, yeah, but just so different. So, so different. Well, your uh, your puny two and a half hour flight pales in comparison to the overseas flight that we took with Allie when she was four months old. That actually went pretty well. You know, I'll, I'll give a quick practical tip. I don't know if you guys got this or if they have them on domestic flights in the states, but um, they have these bassinets that hook in front of you on the plane. So they put a bassinet on the seat in front of us, and we were able to like lay Allie in the bassinet, and she slept. And we actually sat down and like had a proper meal and like, you know, read magazines and we were like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> like it was Dude, so I'm cool. <laughs> highly doubting that Spirit Airlines provides you a bassinet. Um I yeah. Don't think so. Um I Jay, interestingly enough, the actual flights were fine. Like actually that was probably the smoothest like the on the plane portion of the trip was the was one of the things that was way way smoother than i thought like the getting through the airport much bigger hassle and this was with tsa pre-check and not having like packed airports and the kids were actually good in the airport too it was just the amount of stuff and then being at the destination just the you know we were kind of used to it from being at home right like all right everything takes longer but at home, you kind of have all your stuff around, too. Like, I remember the first night, 
So here's what we get into Florida at like three. We takes us like an hour and a half to get to rental car place. We get to rental car place. We get into our condo at like six. What are Odor and I doing the very first night? We're walking to Walmart to buy diapers, formula, and like groceries. And I remember thinking like, hashtag dad life. This is it, man. I'm walking to Walmart to buy formula and diapers. Like, this is my life right now. Um, But so like that would, but the flight itself, I, and again, it was two and a half hours. So, you know, you guys had a much different experience or, or a much longer experience. But I feel like kids, I don't know. Am I going to jinx it by saying generally do okay on the actual flight? <laughs> well, <laughs> it was funny because we, we did good on the way there, but then on the way back, it it was actually it's it's <laughs> it's like a memory that will stick there was a baby right next to us so they put the two babies together which makes sense and as the plane was going down you know they were you can't explain to them what's going on so they're feeling it in their stomach and their ears and all that and um <laughs> the baby on the lap next to Ellie my uh, Ellie was sitting on my wife's lap and then there was a baby sitting on the lap of dad or the mom or whatever next to her started crying and Ellie was fine. Then she looked over. So she started crying and then, and then like the other baby would stop and then Ellie would start crying and then that baby would start crying and they just kept going back and forth. And like, it was building like this orchestra, like this symphony orchestra that was like the conductor was like, if you imagine like the wild hair and going crazier and crazier and crying louder and louder. And you know, it's funny. I, was that guy like we were those people on the plane with the crying baby and you think like before you have kids that you're gonna be like oh my god it's gonna suck when that happens but like now that i have kids i'm like i don't even think about it i don't care like sorry people like it's a baby and i don't care at all about how you feel about the crying baby like it it, it, because there's nothing you can do it's a human child that's got emotions that doesn't understand the world can't explain it and i don't even think about it which is kind of funny because that was a bit uh, unexpected for me i think one of the i i'm with you in that i have, I, have I, mercy I, have mercy on the on the people with children if you see them out there offer to hold those babies i, I offer think to most help people <laughs> do so here's my thought too when we were taking us forever to get on the shuttle and all this stuff i feel like most people were like at first, annoyed, but not not annoyed. Like, maybe they didn't know why it was taking so long, and they see, like, we have all these kids. I feel like most people are actually have a, a decent amount of grace towards it because, A, they've had kids and had to do it before, or they've been around kids. You know what I mean? Most people... It, it, I feel like that was a cool thing for me was... I was feeling a little anxious, especially that first time getting all on those shuttle buses because on the way back... I just dropped them at the airport and went to the rental car place myself, and it was obviously infinitely easier than, <laughs> than getting two strollers, three car seats, three kids, and four adults on two shuttle buses to get to the rental car place. So a little travel hack there, always drop the people off at the airport first, or be like send one person ahead to get the rental cars. Um, but it was kind of like, I was feeling that, oh man, it's taking us forever to get on, everyone's looking at us. But what I realized was that most people seemed fine with it because they, they're just happy they're not in that situation, right? Like after they get off the shuttle bus, they could go about their day. We're the ones who have to trek around with these kids everywhere. So I felt a little bit, um, I, I felt pretty cool about, like I felt good about that, that most people were pretty nice when it came to the idea that you have a baby around and you're trying your best 
and there's only so much you can do. I felt that generally too. Now, Trav, what about the work stuff? Because like I'm having some trepidation bringing my daughter back to the States here soon because my wife can't come with me. So I'd have to do it by myself, which is intimidating. And also I realized the other day, holy crap, I haven't even really worried about the thought about the work aspect of being location independent with kids. I don't know if you were just on vacation or if you were working at all, but um, my wife's working now and my daughter goes to daycare so I can get things done. And I've taken trips. Um, we've taken trips with her, but we're together. So my wife can watch her and I can work. I've taken trips without her, of course, you know, so that's no big deal. That's just normal. But if I bring her back to the States by myself, like I, it's just me. I, unless somebody's around to watch her, I'm not going to be able to get anything done. So I almost have to look at it like a vacation, which is, you know, and and then what I can squeeze in, I can squeeze in here and there, which is good. Maybe that's, you know, the blessing in disguise or not so much in disguise, but it's like, okay, I need to get prepared in a different way before taking a trip like that in order to feel good about my time there. And then I'm not totally falling behind on my work stuff. Um, I was wondering what, the experience was for you. I, I mean, yeah, for me, it was, it was a little only a week, different. On, I know, but it was only a week and Heather was there. Um, so it was much easier because if there were times like um, for, for we welcome new members into our location in the community, we did our wow week, which is like our orientation week where we do a lot of stuff. So I was able to do that because Heather was there and, you know, she would either be with wit in the apartment or she would be down by the pool with them or whatever. Um, we did do a neat thing, and this was the benefit of traveling with another couple. <laughs> a um, neat thing? Travis, you're such a dad. We, we did, did a really neat thing. <laughs> I have found myself saying a lot of Neato. very old man things recently. <laughs> I I don't know. Wit comes out, and all of a sudden, my vernacular has totally changed. Um, But what was cool about traveling with a couple, another couple, was that we did swap time with them so like they went out on a date one night and we watched their kids um which was really cool and they had like this crazy awesome meal um which i'm a little jealous of but it cost them like a lot of money so i'm not that jealous but then we the next two nights after that we went out just heather and i and then they watched our kid now but we had put the kids to bed like pre going out so it wasn't like we it was hard for us but um that was something i what I would say and what my plan is when we do travel with wit is to either bring someone along like a babysitter or my mom or my sister, like someone on a trip, if you're able to do it or travel to somewhere that, that has someone that we know that could help take the load off a little bit. Now, again, Jay, it's a little different. If if it's Heather and I, then that it, the second person is built in there, right? Like I can give her a break. She can give me a break. But, um, you know, in your case, man, coming home or, or coming from Norway to Philly, dude, I would just be leaning on every single person I knew in Philly. Hey, sis, watch my kid for a little bit. Hey, mom, watch my kid for a little bit. And and not not necessarily to get work done, because uh, if I were you and I was but coming home for a week. But that's tough to do, because, well, when you're with family, they want to spend time together. I don't live there. You know, it's a different thing. If you bring your mom or, you know, sure. you guys live in Philly, you see them. So it's not like, you know... It's, right. I mean, I, you know, I want to spend time with them too. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a little bit, um, having a tough time trying to decide on, on this and like, I might just cruise back solo this time, but, uh, Travis, I want to hear this story. I think you've been a little too nervous. I'm going to throw you on, not throw you under the bus. I'm just going to call you out and this, call me out and, and not, not even call you out. I just, 
I think you've been a little too nervous about traveling alone with Ellie because you're a good dad. You've been a dad for 18 months or 18 months, right? 20 plus months. Yeah, about 22 months. You've been a dad for 22 months. You've handled her alone like in Norway. You're a traveler who has traveled quite a bit and been in situations that are, you know, like that aren't ideal or you, you just have to figure out let, ways let me, and things like that. Before you get into this rant here, I'm not intimidated by the travel part as much as I am by the extended time away part. And to be fair, the, I know I can get through it. It's more about like, is this going to be a good experience for her? You know, like she's going to be away. She's a 22 month old. She's going to be away from her mom, like in a totally different country. She is going to be like taking care of people that she's not around all that often, even though they're family. There's the whole jet lag thing. I mean, there's there's a lot of different things at play. So yeah, maybe I and I'm I could easily say I'm overthinking it. I because I know I it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna it be bit. fine. But listen, you're not the one come back to me when your kid's twenty two months old and tell me when that you go take a trip by yourself with that kid and you tell me how you feel. <laughs> okay. Th- and that is exactly why I can't say, oh, from experience, you should do this. All I'm saying is... I know is, I can do it. I just don't know if I f- want to do it. Right. And 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 my only if point is... it's going is, to be worth it. My only point is, usually when we ask ourselves that question, is it going to be worth it? This is a little harder. We just talked about this in the last podcast, taking risks. This is a little harder. It's more difficult. There's, there are some risks involved. I, it's, it's easier to not do something. And we did say that usually when that's the case, you end up doing it and you say, like, I'm glad I did that. Right? And I'm not, again, not from experience. I've only traveled once with my kid. So I'm not saying it's going to be, well, it certainly won't be easy. I'm just saying from our perspective of people who sit there and say, hey, man, like, you know, it, it might be harder, but in the long run, it's probably better. I just, I think I, my gut feeling is that if you did it, you would say, I'm really glad I did it. Yeah, there were some certain times where it was tough, you know, but yeah, it depends on the situation. It week, it, you know, like in this, per- in this particular trip, there's also like, I'm trying to break away to do like a side trip with you guys, do a ski trip and everything. So I'm not sure if I can even get the logistics of that worked out, which anyway, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, so thanks for calling me out on it. No, I, it's, still- not, it's not calling you out like, oh, you, sh- oh, I can't believe you're not there. I'm just saying, I think that. If you did do it, I think that when you're in this situation, it's way easy to overthink it. And of course, I do the same thing. And it's easier to say, like, what about this, 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 all these things that are legitimate concerns, but also things that in the long run probably aren't that big of a deal, right? Like when you actually get to going it, you know, okay, so she has jet lag. Well, I don't know what happens with kids with jet lag, but whatever. They'll sleep sometimes and they won't sleep other times. Guess what? That happens kind of normally anyway. So I'm just saying, like, I think that. If you did it, you would come back and say, yeah, that was worth it. Like there were some issues. I ran into some things. I learned some things just like we just like we kind yeah, of do. When we I know talk I, about I am considering it uh, and I'm also considering coming back solo, but I really want to hang out with you guys and Ellie and I want to meet your little one. So that will that will be a great thing. Now, I want to hear this story because I, I was texting with you when this was happening. People got to hear this because it was just I was I laughing. I think I know which story 
I was laughing you, my ass off when you told me this. I, oh, maybe it didn't happen story. in real time. Okay, there's, but there's two different you, stories. I well, so, so, I mean, like, talk about being a naive traveler with kids. Yes, yes. This okay. is this is this is Travis going on a uh, just going to do a simple activity. I, I, I yes, I didn't even. This funny. I have two stories now because I thought you were referencing something else. All right, so we went down to Everglades because we were going to take a fan boat tour or an airboat tour. You know, they whip you through the Everglades. You see, like, alligators, all stuff. So we're about an hour and a half from there where we're staying. So, like, all right, we're going to spend a whole day doing this because it takes forever to get the kids in the car, drive down there, whatever. So we get down there. We're all excited. We're all hyped. We get, like, the kids dressed, the little sun hats on. Everyone's putting on sunblock. We go to buy tickets. And I, I wasn't up at the front. But my friend Kate and her uh, six-month-old, seven-month-old, who looks like she's nine months old because she's big, was up at the front. And she goes, oh, how old is your daughter? Or how, how old is she? And she said six months. She goes, oh, they have to be eight months or they can't go on this thing. Now, Kate could have got away. Well, she couldn't have got away with it after she said six months. But had she known, she easily could have. Charlotte could have passed to go on. She's, she's definitely big enough to have passed. Obviously, Wit is three months old. He looks three months old. He never would have passed. So they come back to me they're like, um, <laughs> so it's kind of bad news. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't try to paint a goatee onto Wit or something? Right, like. right. They're like, yeah, they're like, kind of bad news, but uh, you have to be eight months to get on this boat. And we already said that Charlotte was six, so the lady's not going like, to let her it, on. Dude, it blows my mind that you didn't check this up beforehand. I know. I, I, I like I, because, It seems like the obvious thing, like bringing kids on an airboat. Should, like, can kids go on an airboat and through the Everglades? Like exactly that's what's <laughs> funny about it it seems obvious because like someone who like now i'll probably always check if there's an age thing right but first time you don't really think about it yeah come I on wait, one... let's go on this roller coaster oh what he can't get right. on he's only three months well, like, old <laughs> i wasn't really the one who was planning it he's i didn't not even really tall enough <laughs> care about going on the airboat i also didn't know they whipped you around that much i thought it was like kind of like a little cruise because i've done a boat in the bayou in new orleans there's alligators for crying out loud <laughs> well well yeah but i've done a boat in the bayou where it was like this slow little putting around pontoon boat so i kind of just thought it was that and again i wasn't the one who really wanted to do this or planning it i just like yeah i'll drive you guys down we'll go down whatever so we get there and you know obviously that happens so everyone's kind of looking around and and i right away i was like okay i don't care about this near as much as like i'm gonna let john and his three-year-old go on obviously they're going on and i wanted kate the the other couple to go on with her son and then heather had already mentioned like going down that she was super excited about this and i was not really that excited so i'm like you guys go leave me the two kids and i'll be fine and of course they're like uh really i'm like yeah yeah yeah, it's cool so we get him in the stroller dude i'm in the everglades there is nothing there except you know the one road and then there's a parking lot and then like basically a snack shack and these airboats lined up that then they take you into the everglades so here i am with a double stroller two kids in it the sun shades down covering them so they don't get sunburnt pushing them around a parking lot that's probably this like it would take me like 30 seconds to walk across the parking lot <laughs> so i'm just going back and forth across the parking lot there's nowhere else to go obviously i can't get on the road because it's like the one highway going through the everglades so i'm literally pushing them back and forth back and forth back and forth across the parking lot for about an hour first 15 minutes both of them were crying pretty heavily um i 
just kept pushing because I'm like, what else am I going to do? Then they both fell asleep, which is funny, but I was too scared to stop. Like, at that point, I could have, yeah, I guess, yeah. Oh, man, I was stopped. hoping it was more than an hour because I, I wanted more pain for you. Dude, I mean, <laughs> when you push him across this parking lot, it was probably like I did about 200 laps across this parking lot. Dude, I was too afraid to stop. You know, I, loved, when they I, just, I loved the part when you said then you tried to talk to the bus driver because you were right, bored, but he didn't. Right. <laughs> no, he didn't want to talk right. to you. Well, there was one kind of guy <laughs> that was also not doing anything because people would pull in and get on airboat. And then there was one bus driver who was waiting for his tour group to come back and like kind of went by his bus and like said something to him and he just walked right back in his bus. Like he was like, I'm not talking to this weird dude who's pushing a stroller around. So I just hung out for an hour pushing the stroller around. Um, that was that, man. And I didn't even get it. And no one could even take a picture of me doing it. Like it would have made a funny social media thing. Like I went to the Everglades and all I got was the uh, was was to push around a stroller for an hour in this dark in this like desolate parking lot. Um, so that was story number one. Story number two, Jay, because this is a funny thing that happened on the flight back. So you said your flight went really well coming over, but on the way back it didn't go so well. Our flight was really went swimmingly on the way back, except for two things. One. Uh, we weren't seated next to each other. And so when I told the lady that we weren't seated next to each other, she was like, well, did you pay to pick your seats? I'm like, no. Long story short, our whole checking got messed up. And that's why we we weren't seated next to each other. So I tried to explain to her. She's like, oh, well, once everything gets on, I'll just move you guys together. Mistake number one, never take the flight attendant's word for it. I mean, usually I have awesome flight attendants, so don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing them. But I probably should have been more proactive because I was like in row... 28 and heather was in row seven so we were nowhere near each other and we we're both in the middle and i'm like oh dude well no one's gonna switch me like i'm in the middle like no one's go oh you want a good seat in the back of the plane on the middle so flight attendants never came to me i never came to heather never even tried to get us near each other so heather's in the middle of an older couple there's that don't speak english they're russian they didn't speak english she's in the middle of them i'm in the middle of another couple back in in the back of the plane and you know, that's that. And we're stuck. So she has a two and a half hour flight with wit on her own. She said it was great until we landed. And I got a text message saying, I'm getting off the plane right away because wit has pooped all over. And so I guess 10 minutes before we landed, he had pooped all over the place. Jay, like, you know, you have a kid, what it's like, all like, in his clothes and she was holding him like Lion King style like out in front of her for the last 10 minutes so he didn't get on her and so she's just holding him out for Chris 10 is minutes. buzzing us out I know but that's that and, uh, is what a she gets, what a yeah. what a mess what, what a, a mess, mess literally so that's that. what but he was fun. a good kid he was what a good fun kid. right traveling with no but you know all this being said I know Travis and I, or I can speak for him here. We're having a blast with these kids. These kids are going to see the world. There's no doubt about that. We're going to take them all over. It's just that I think at certain ages, it's a little more difficult and there's certain other things to deal with that might not be as pleasurable or as easy at certain times as uh, maybe just traveling by yourself and, you know, doing whatever you want all the time because it's a different story. But And I, I guess because your kid's older, like, I'm never going to get to say. Like, when my kid's 22 and I take him up, I'm going to be like, remember when you said this a year and a half ago? You'd be like, oh, but now I can't do it because they're four. And I'm going to be like, dang it. Now I have to. Yeah. But I'll never know, be able to catch you, man. I'll never be able to catch you. No. But wouldn't trade it for the world. Love these kids. And uh, love you guys for listening to this show. Thank you. And, you know, I hope the, the non- 
kitty uh non-parents out there i should say i was gonna say something weird but uh the non-parents out there hopefully still enjoyed this and got some laughs i guess and uh you know in the location indie community the private social network we have as part of the community um you were mentioning you know the flights and the airlines and there was a hot topic recently what is your favorite airline to travel on currently this one went off went off in the community I don't know. I did a quick informal poll on the topics and I see like Singapore air got a lot of love and I see Alaska air got a lot of love. Um, those were the two that I saw mentioned probably the most in South a couple of Southwest. Too, Singapore so. air, Singapore air. If you fly them, get their Singapore sling. It was better than the Singapore sling that I had at the Raffles hotel, which is where the original Singapore sling came from and cost me like 28 us dollars. Get the free one on Singapore air. It was awesome. There you go. Hot hot travel hack for the day. Bonus the Singapore tip. sling. Uh, thanks for get, joining get us. Get two if you're traveling with your kid. You'll need it. <laughs> LocationIndy.com if you haven't signed up yet. We also have a new blog over there, publishing a bunch of articles every week. Got a whole bunch of free stuff when you sign up. If you want to learn more about the community, when we open up again, all that good stuff. Been putting it off. Don't delay. Now is the time. LocationIndy.com. Check it out. And uh, we hope to see you over there soon. Peace. Cheers. Cheers.